When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's introduced you to great coffee. Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee. Great music. You win in a wrestling match. Lemmy or God? Lemmy. God. Wrong dick. Trick question. Lemmy is God. Great travel. That's the dream. It's not the destination. It's the journey. All things to enrich your life. If you're good at what you do, people will recognize that. Now, he's ready to tackle itself. Whoop-de-doo! What does it all mean? With some great guests with even better life stories. Yes, even better than how he almost failed grades 2, 4, and 7. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. You're listening to the Brenton on Tour Lifecast. Here's BD. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. I know it's been a few weeks. It is the end of the Lifecast series. So they brings it onto her podcast that I created uh, well over 50 episodes ago, you know, having some fun. Um, I, I mean, it kind of crept up fast. This was supposed to end, you know, last year, <laughs> this whole series. But obviously our timing and not t- traveling around the world has changed things a little bit. So I'm not uh, Brenton on tour right now. I'm Brenton at home. Uh, which uh, kind of loses some cachet when you think about it, when it comes to podcasting and all the rest of it and touring around the world, trying to find amazing coffee and amazing people. So yeah, we got there. We wrapped up the module uh, today with the Agrawal sisters, Mickey and Rada, uh, two inspirational women that are changing lives all around the world with all of their products. Uh, I, the, the list is endless. So you're just going to have to listen to the interview. I'll give you the brief once over thinks period underwear for women hello tushy the portable bidet that's blowing up all over the world the daybreaker early morning rave series that's gone all over the world and gone viral uh, that basically gets people motivated and rolling in the morning uh, alcohol free but just into a great mindset um, and get your day started so much so that oprah took rada and daybreaker on tour with her to uh, fire up her fans so that's all you really need to know about that best-selling authors Mickey wrote Do Cool Shit, which is how I met her, uh, about, uh, you know, not kind of settling and just kind of going for, uh, you know, following your dreams and going for it. Uh, they certainly have done that. And uh, I reached out to her after reading the book and I said, hey, you know, I loved it. It was great. She said, if you're ever in New York City, let me know. So not too long after that, I was at Madison Square Garden and uh, doing one of my sort of bucket list venues, uh, one of the uh, biggest day of, of, of my career, one of my biggest days of my career uh, that day. And they came down to say hello and offer up support and, uh, you know, be cheerleaders, which was great. And, and Mickey brought her sister Rada, which I had just met for the first time, who had just completed her book, Belong, which is about community and, um, you know, kind of cutting the fat you know, making you analyze what's important to you for people in your life, the people you're spending time with, but building a, a community that can uh, support you and you support them. And it's an incredible read. It looks amazing. 
Yeah. And then Mickey goes on to write Disruptor. And then Brad has got a brand new book coming out uh, around Daybreaker as well. So, I mean, they must be two of the busiest people on the planet. And uh, they made time to come on and tell their tale. And uh, I'm really, really stoked for you guys to listen to that interview brought to you, of course, by my friends at Partake, non-alcoholic beer. Those guys have been along for this whole life series. Uh, They've sent my guests a bunch of their product. You've heard me rave about it. And um, I... I, uh, I, I'm not going to say much else about it other than, you know, it's as close as, as I've ever uh, tasted to a non-alcoholic beer. It's great. It's craft beer. It's gluten-free. Uh, man, it's great for vegans. It's it's uh, 10 calories. It's amazing. So um, I, I'm a real big fan of it, and I, I definitely encourage you guys, especially over the holidays, to get out and try it and um, be safe. Don't drink and drive. It's a great alternative to that. Uh, we're going to give away a prize pack from them. All you got to do is like and share uh, this uh, episode and all the episodes that you've enjoyed so far uh, with the Life Series on anywhere, any platform that you have, anywhere you want to share it. Uh, we'll be keeping an eye out and we'll send you off something from them. Um, my friends at Blue Microphones, they have sent me the Blue Yeti X and he's a rad, rad Mixfy headphones. So I got to thank them for uh, for now powering the Brenton on Tour podcast. So where do we go from here? Who knows? The modules have wrapped up. We obviously co- uh, covered coffee, music, travel, and life. Lots of feedback. I mean, everyone has their kind of favorite section. So do I keep circling back around? I'm not too sure. I'm not on tour right now. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. Definitely going to take a break for a couple of weeks again as we reanalyze. I've started a brand new podcast with my friend Chris Machetti. Uh, also on the Dean Blondell Network called Kids on the Escalator podcast, where we uh, dive into pop culture. You know, we've been currently reviewing all the episodes of The Mandalorian, which has been a blast. And uh, joined by our friend uh, Mike Pongratz, who coincidentally is also my uh, uh, producer in the early days and then has done all my intros and uh, since then, including the new show. So, um, yeah, a lot of fun. Come join us there. We're going to be doing that for, for quite a while. And then uh, as I gear up to, to the next phase of what I'm going to do with the Brenton on Tour podcast. So lots of fun ahead. I thank you all for listening thus far. And when it's all said and done, I think it's 55 or 60 plus episodes, which, uh, you know, that's a solid year plus worth of content. So uh, revisit and reshare. Do all the things. All right. It's time. I am going to wrap up the life cast with Mickey and Rada Agrawal to super inspiring women changing lives on a daily basis check out the interview check out their products and thanks for listening here we go all right here we are friends we are back on the brinson on tour life cast uh, it is we're wrapping up the series with uh, two of my favorite people uh do i discovered by accident but then uh, are just so uh, gracious with their time and, and amazing i got mickey and rada agrawal how are you both today great it's like a year end. It's like a year end push, you know. My my uh, my my theme of having amazing women on my show in December continues because this time last year I was backstage at the O2 with Claire Pooley, uh, a best-selling author of the book The Sober Diaries, and now I have two best-selling authors in December, two inspirational women. Uh, it's, uh, I'm very happy about about this uh, this interview. So thank you so much for making the time because you both wrote some amazing books that I love. So uh, Yay. welcome. Awesome. 
Welcome to the LifeCast. Uh, we discovered each other. Uh, I, I discovered Mickey through uh, Do Cool Shit first, reached out and just told her how much I loved the book. And you were gracious and sent me back a, a note saying, hey, thanks for reading. And if you're ever in New York, turns out I was in New York at Madison Square Garden and uh, you brought along your sister uh, and who I met for the first time, Rada, who brought along her brand new book uh, at the time belong, which was awesome. So um yeah, it was it was really great, and and two really great inspirational stories. Uh, the the purpose of this um, uh, podcast is to tell a bit of a life tale. Um, now, Mickey, I I mean, in out of both Montreal kids moving to New York, both in finance and both get out of it, so it's <laughs> kind of a, an interesting thing. And do cool shit, sort of a byproduct of that of like you know, Hey, I'm just, I'm over this and I'm, you know, go, don't waste your time. And that's the the kind of premise we took away from it. And, um, and so, I mean, I, did you both move together? Mickey, did you go for, how did it kind of, how did that first move kind of start? For the um, well, we both went to, we both went to Cornell together and then yeah. we both moved to New York together. We both got jobs investment banking together. I mean, separate companies, but same group with a real estate investment banking. We both lived together uh we hung out every day i mean like it was like everything we did was together and then she left banking after four months after 9 11 and then i left after a year and a half um to two years and and then we both never looked back <laughs> at the four month point there uh, rada was it sort of like oh, i'm i'm old. this is it i'm over this yeah, it hasn't happened <laughs> like literally it was my first job out of college and then 9 11 happened and yeah. Um, it was like this sort of moment in life that you're just kind of like, holy, it just rocked you to your core, you know, around like, how can people be so evil? And, and then you ask yourself like, well, am I in a job that if I was to die tomorrow, I would want to continue to be in? And right. the answer was, you know, like <laughs> finance is probably the furthest thing I, I would ever want to kind of like sink my teeth into, though I'm super grateful. Like Mickey and I both would agree that like, it gave us, you know, real, real skills with which to be able to build our businesses and not be afraid of looking at, you know, P&Ls and like, you know, understand numbers and look at spreadsheets. And and I think I, that those formative years of just doing the training program and going through that, um, I think set us on a really good path for entrepreneurship. Who had the first idea to, I mean, you left first, but were you discussing through this whole time going, I'm out of here and... I have this idea or make well, we were both. Like, yeah, we were I was, both. Sorry, go ahead. I, was fine. I think Mickey left um, on her own volition. I was actually let go because um, we covered gaming, lodging and airlines, our industry. And like all that went to crap after 9-11. So um, I didn't have a, cho- didn't have a choice. And I was like, not nah, looking back. Um, and I was just the worst investment banker ever. So if I wasn't going to leave, I, I basically would have gotten fired probably <laughs> by myself, though, not the whole group. I would have been the only person fired from my group right. because I sucked so bad. But um, it was like it was like what I learned from that experience was so interesting because they both Rod and I learned that it's, it's like people would like out hardcore each other. It's like I slept under my desk for three days straight and I brought my toothbrush just to work. And I, you know, it's like how much, like I pulled three all-nighters this week and we're like, is that a good thing? Because that feels like the worst. And so like Ron and I, like I, I, for me, like I befriended one of the managing directors at Deutsche Bank and he would leave at 6 p.m. Oh yeah, he would leave at 6 p.m. Thank you. Uh, he would leave at 6 p.m. and um, and and then I would leave with him, 
And all the investment banking analysts would be so angry. Like they would just be like, what are you doing leaving? I'm like, well, he's leaving. He's like, well, he's the management director. I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, anyways, that's why I was like imminently going to get fired. <laughs> it's almost like it was, a, and obviously we see the, the movies and we see the thing about how competitive it is, who can work longer, who can make the most money. Everyone seems to have an empty life, really. Do you know any happy people in that profession? I can I, I'm going to say one thing that was such an interesting juxtaposition. And then I'm sure Rada has a bunch of stories. The ju interesting ju juxtaposition that I saw was that I remember working in Deutsche Bank and like going in the elevators and everyone being like the saddest, angriest, most like, like just like, ugh, angry people. Then I went back to the investment banks to work on a um, movie with what's that famous um, black director from Brooklyn. Oh, um, the main guy, the older, like glasses, like Livingston, huh? John, um, which no, no, no. the main, oh, the main Spike Lee, Spike Lee, Spike Lee. yeah, it was Spike Lee. Lee, it was a Spike Lee joint, and I was like, I was working the Spike Lee joint, and um, <laughs> and, and we were shooting like a, a few scenes like at an investment bank, so we we basically like rented a, a whole floor at an investment bank, and I remember so vividly like be going in the front of the of the of the eleva elevator banks and riding up with the actual investment bankers they were so angry sad upset and then i would go in the back and and go up to elevator with like all the blue collar like all of the the film people all of mm -hmm. like the workers the gaffers like all the people and everyone would be laughing joking telling stories like having the time of their life and it was like wow like yeah. this is who I don't want to be and this is who I want to be like I want to be having fun lit up alive like energetically I I saw that so crystal clear wow that's really cool Mickey I never knew that story that's awesome. oh yeah I, I'll never forget that <laughs> why do you think people uh why do you think people waste their time being miserable because of money status go ahead Rob. sorry no no, no. I mean uh, yeah go ahead Mickey <laughs> no, I think I think it's like money and status and um, and to cover up pain and suffering or like to get out of poverty from, you know, generations. Like I think a lot of people, um, yeah, look at finance as a as a way to take care of the whole family um, and like that. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I get it. Like we went into it because we wanted to move to New York City. Like we we. You know, it got us to New York. We we got a signing bonus. We got to be able to go to a nice apartment in New York, and um, it started off our dreams. Like I really am so grateful to the investment banks that hired us to be able to like get us um, from our colleges to to the Big Apple. You know, to I mean, Rod and I also have just some crazy stories. Like the first apartment we ever lived at in New York City, we we met this guy coming back from an air. Like Rod and I went on a trip like around the, the Europe. And I think on a trip back, we were like riding the buses, like, like from the airport to like the taxis, you know, like, and we met some random man there and we were like, we're looking for a place to live. And he was like, you can live with me. And we were like, okay. And so it was like this gross, like just skeezy guy, but we were together. And also very generous too, to like, let us live there. But like, yeah, totally skeezy.
Oh, he's so gross. He'd walk around naked. That's now. how all bad stories start in New York City. I know. I know but I'd be like, he guaranteed our first apartment. Like, and my parents said, absolutely no, they're not going to guarantee our first apartment. Yeah. So make sure, like, well, how are you going to do like 40 times your salary or whatever to get mm. an apartment? So we asked this like, random guy that we met on, like, at the JFK airport to, like, guarantor, be the guarantor for our first apartment. And he generously said yes. So, like, he oh, also. He did? Yeah, Mickey, don't you remember? He's on his sign. He was at our very first apartment in New York City. I have zero. No, we owe him so much. Like, he was so... Cliff's Cliff's apartment? Do you still see him around? Do you have a relationship? Do you that? I really honestly, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, anyway, so you guys were were trucking away. Um, What came first? What was the first... uh, I know Wild was a big big venture for you, uh, Mickey. What what came first, uh, idea-wise, as far as... And what hit first? Well, um, I mean, Slice was the first business. Did it, did it hit? Um, that's, that's the question. Um, but, but it, uh, it certainly, it certainly taught me, um, and Rada, I mean, like I'll speak for myself. It taught me a lot about, um, like just work ethic. I mean, like investment banking was one thing where you work cause you had to. And then at the end I was like, I don't give a shit, but like, at the restaurants, it's like, this was like my business. I had to see it succeed. Mm-hmm. I was there seven days a week, 9 a.m. to like midnight, 2 a.m. Like every single night. If the delivery guy didn't show up, I'd do deliveries. If the dishwasher didn't show up, I'd dish- wash dishes. If the pizza man didn't show up, I'd like make pizzas. Like I never worked in a restaurant my day in my life. So it was so much, so much accelerated learning, like just by being thrown literally in the fire, like, you know, for like, pun intended, and, um, and experienced like theft and experienced managers taking advantage of me, experienced like New York City shaking me down, ex- experienced like hangry customers like will- saying I'm not paying, you know, it's like, I'm like, hi, I'd like to take your order. And like, um, can I have a tikka masala pizza and a chana masala pizza? And I'm like, absolutely. And I'm like, okay, so it's one tikka masala, one chana masala, right? And he was like, no, I said two tikka masala. I can't believe you. You're a liar. I'm not paying. And it was like, I, I would, I like, I like, it was like stuff like that all the time. It was like the craziest shit. Was that your first new, like you hear about New York and obviously you went through investment, you got all this stuff, like both of you come in and it's the big city and you got a guy walking around guaranteeing your apartment naked, as you said. But I mean, was was this your first New York? Like, oh, okay, there's New York. I see it now. No, no, no. This is more, this is like stories that we're just throwing out. My very, very first time in New York City and and I'll I'll shut up because I really want my sister to share stories. But it's just funny. All this stuff's coming up. Like, like, like the very first time I came to New York, I was a junior in college and I came with my boyfriend, Zach, who's actually running for mayor of New York city right now. And, um, and, and, and we were walking like a down a dark alley. I don't even know why we were ended up in a dark alley, but there were like these like people playing like those three card games, like where you like pick the card, like, and I, we, we like, I was like, Zach, let's go play. Like we're in New York. We lost like $80 in like literally two minutes. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we're, we're out of here. And it was like, they're all in cahoots and they like stole our money. And then we just like walked away and I was like, wow, this is New York city. <laughs> Opens up, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. But like, it also is a, is a dream maker, you know, like, I feel like we found our loves, we launched our businesses, we built success, you know, like on the heels of all of that insanity. Like, I think that you get into a groove and, and either you stick it out and you see it through. And I think that's also a lesson of COVID right now of like, people, the mass exodus of, of like, you know, kind of New York City's elite leaving New York and it's in and, and its time of need. Like, on one hand, you understand that if you have the means to be able to like go somewhere and like take care of your family, like that's that's super important. And also to abandon the city that gave you your wealth, that gave you your start, that gave you your, you know, your whole entire life. Um, you know, I like I have such an extraordinary loyalty to this city and I'm never leaving. <laughs> and Mickey and I both bought houses here eventually. I have a house in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Mickey has a house in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And you know, and I'm, and I doubled down during COVID. I just was like, this is somewhere I really want to see through. And it really feels like right now, New York is having a resurgence. It's like a renaissance, like what we, what I call like a punk summer where there's like no tourists. It's just artists and just creatives. It's just us. Museums are like, I went to the museum recently, the Met, and I was like crying as I was like dancing my way through like some of the most incredible world famous art mm-hmm. you know almost alone you know in the museum like crying tears of joy of just like wow new york like even when we're knocked down like you still can deliver so much beauty and so much creativity and so much inspiration and um yeah i'm, I'm here to stay so I love that city a lot. I haven't been there very much, um, but anytime I've been there has been something. I had one of my most, uh, you know, the most iconic moments of my career there hitting Madison Square Garden, and you guys were there for that, which I I, I never forget. That was a great moment uh, for me personally, just career-wise, and then uh, to have you guys make the time to come down was awesome. Oh, my God. I mean, one thing I will say about New York is that people say it's, like, one of the most expensive cities in the world, and it's, like, Rada and I, like, I love finding specials, you know, like, like, uh, you know, when Rada and I were, were, were in Brooklyn and we were still like paying off student loans and just still like starting to yeah. save money and all of that. Like, you know, we, on Tuesday nights, we would have a date night, just me and her, and we would have dinner at Joya and it was like $7 for a gigantic chicken pad thai plus 10, 10, sorry. They're still around, by the way. They're still amazing. But it's amazing. Joy is the best. And so like $7 plus we would give like a $3 tip. Cause I was like, we're like, Whoa, big tip, you know? Yeah. And, um, and then so it would be like a $10 dinner, like right. I would have like glasses of water and like a big chicken pad thai that we would split. So it was like $5 each for dinner. And we sat there for like two hours, like telling stories and like having a great time. It was like a really nice candlelit restaurant, you know? And then we would go to this place called Cobble Hill cinemas. They would play like blockbuster brand new films. And they were like, five dollar tuesday nights and so like we would have dinner and movie like all night to every tuesday night for ten dollars each and so it's like there there it's such a it's such a place that you can build create but it doesn't have to be so daunting where you're like oh you need a ton of money to move to new york like you don't if you really if you really do it like the local way I, uh, I, it's gotten the charm. I, I wanted to dive in down the road there for Christmas in New York. Cause it's something I've always thought about, uh, being at, but, um, um, Rada, I know you don't have a lot of time, so I want to just get to a couple of things here for a minute. So, um, the, uh, as far as the, 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 what's been formed. So Tushy thinks we've got a whole bunch of different ventures together. Daybreaker. Daybreaker yeah. yeah. It's just going and going. Are you, um, 
I mean, you guys just sit in a room together and go and ever, like, I, I know the story is always, you know, the failures lead to the successes, but you guys are on a pretty good run here. So it's just like, you guys just, just that creative. Uh, I don't like using the word luck because there's a lot of men and women hours that go into people's definition of luck. So you're just on a great run. So you're on this great run. You guys have this amazing, everything that you guys have created has, has changed lives in some capacity. Do you, I mean, do you sit in a room and just go, oh yeah, that's going to be great. And we're going to go do that too. Actually, I, I mean, like, I love this question because, you know, when people ask me like, what is the key? To, I mean, like, I, I always say like having a cheerleader in like my sister and having like, I, I'll, we call each other like 10 times a day and I'll be like, I have this idea and then she'll make it stronger. Like, oh, what about this? And what about that? Oh, I have Teddy will introduce you to for that. And it's like, and there's like a centrifuge, like upward boom spiral, you know? And, um, and, and so, you know, I just think that when you have a person that like, that is constantly cheerleading you forward, like I always tell my partner, Eli, I'm like, I wish I could dream, like really dream with you, you know? And like, of course we, we can and we do, but like, there's nobody in the world I could dream with more than I can with my sister, you know? And we're just like, oh, and what about this? And then what about that? And then what about, and let's make this better. And let's make, you know, and it's like dreaming and like yeah. creating coming up with ideas and like visioning and like, yes. Okay. Executing together when there's two matriarchs in a room can, can sometimes be the difficult part of being soulmates and like dream partners when it comes down to like, who's the boss lady. It's like both of us kind of want to wear those shoes sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think in those moments, like the older we get, the more we're like, you take it. No, no, you take it. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, that big, like that sort of like fun actually versus like the ego wanting to like to be the you know so I'm I think like early on you know um in my in my career in my life in my work and in my in our, in our collective careers it was like yeah just having a thought partner a dream partner and I think if every single person watching or listening could find themselves a partner that's not just being like, mm, that's, I don't like that idea or like has the face you know versus like oh my god like yeah you know like fully like full body listening and leaning in and cheerleading and coming up with more ideas and make it better like really making it um fun there's, and exciting there's such that's unique ideas though and they're great like it's <laughs> like you know I, i'm always amazed when something when it's like what yeah what a, but you know it's what, like what? It, it's like when you when you say it's like you're, you're on a run it's like i think about it, i'm like whoo like what a crazy run because in like, in like, it's in that, like, it's such a roller coaster. I mean, like we went through, I mean, Rada had a hostile takeover her company. I had like crazy theft from my, my first business, but then, you know, I luckily I found the most amazing partner for what my restaurant, we rebranded to wild and we have an amazing partner there, but you know, with my, my, our last company thinks like also had this crazy, crazy takedown experience um, and, and, and yes, I think because having each other, we have each other, I think that's been like the foundation of what, what we were able to get us through the ups, the downs, the twists, the turns. And it's like, all right, cool. Like great next, like, you know, and we're going to build it better and bigger and like, you know, like, and, and, and it's like to have somebody lick your wounds with you and dream, I think is like, you can't you, like it. That's, that's, I think that's the magic that. Like, who says no? Who's the who's the one that who's the one that basically 
wrangles it to both of you in? Is it either one of you or is it your husband's? Probably our husband's, yeah, our yeah. husband. But yeah. like not, yeah, not, I mean, I'm always like, ooh, like, and then, you know, it's like, you know, and and then what? You know, so I think, I think that's, um, I think that's our superpower. Like, I, you know, people always ask us like, what's the secret to your success? And I think it's like unbridled enthusiasm and like, like, and, 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 um, and having accountability, like, an accountability buddy with whom you can talk about any idea. And yeah, of course, like, honestly, like Rada, this is so dumb. Or like, she'll be like, you know, okay, look, look, huge missed opportunity. Like if you did this and you did that, then you could really triple your revenue, whatever. And I'll be like, oh shoot, I never thought of that. Uh, like, dumb, dumb, dumb. You know? And then, and or then, like, like tell- you know, for your events, like you should do this. Like, cause you're like, you know, it's like, let me, let me plan your, you know, like all of your experiential because like, you know, like I get digital, but like you get digital, but like I get experiential. And so she like, we just sort of like play off. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. It's just, I'm know. starting to see, I was saying to Mickey before we started here, like, like, you know, Tushy, when I first heard about it and then it kind of, you know, when you investigate it, obviously you realize it went, where it went. Um, but then I'm starting to see it in Canada like crazy. I'm in Vancouver, so I'm starting to see it up here like crazy. So it's spreading. But same with Daybreaker. I started seeing a whole bunch of Daybreaker ads in Vancouver um, probably towards the end of summer last year. Obviously, things hit uh, this year um, and kind of shut a bunch of things down. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of spread out. And I and every time, time I see one of your products kind of show up here, I'm like, I'm always fascinated by by marketing and brands, I'm always fascinated by walking down the street in in Austria and going, man, how did they get that brand over here? It's just a, it's a fascinating thing. And so being able to see the work that you guys have done um, has been amazing. So it's uh, and books. We haven't even gotten into the books, but Rada, I'll I know you got a jet, so I just wanted to just say one thing before you got to go. Um, uh, Belong. Is there another book on the way? Have you started another book? Yes. Well, maybe talk about Belong. Yeah, that's what I want. Like, Belong is such a great, uh, it's such a great read about community and friend. I loved it. Um, can you dive into that just a, for a couple minutes before you have to jump? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I think right now, um, like, you know, one in two Americans are isolated or alone and have no friends to confide in. And people, you know, you'll read books that kind of theoretically will tell you the importance of belonging, making friends, but like, there's no real guidebook that gives you a step-by-step of like how did you how do you make it's like what ducal shit was so awesome because it's like how do you go from zero to one on building a business and long it's like what like what is it that you have to do to like to radiate from inside out to really um to really find your your soul family your your tribe and so the book really gives you like there's like 25 exercises in the book that where you the first half of the book you go in and really kind of uncover and excavate who you are so that um, you know, you could really, I think so often in friendships, you like stumble into friend groups or fall into these communities without really asking yourself, do I feel good in it? Or like, does it, does it really connect with me? Like Mickey just moved to Austin and she's like making all these friends. And it's like, and she's asking, it's like, do, do, do you know, do I really resonate with this community or does it, you know, and, and it's, it's interesting to like, um, to like be f- stumbling into things versus like actually sitting down, stopping and being like, does it feel good here? Do I feel like totally? What's my intention with building the community? Exactly. And so really taking that time to like, kind of like go into our core values, our interests, our abilities, like where we are in the world, like all of that, those exercises are so important to do at every stage in your life, um, through every move, through every partnership, through every child, through every divorce, retirement. So it's a, it's a really um, important piece. But, but then I think like, 
belonging is so tied to joy as well. So for me, like my two ultimate whys these days are like how to help. I think like belonging is the root chakra. It's like at the very bottom. It's like your base. Like if you don't belong, there's nothing you don't like. I think Mickey and I are successful because we feel such belonging with each other and through our community, you know? Um, but it's like, if you don't belong, like you can't go up the chakras and go to like, I am you, or I am creative, or I am disciplined. Like you can't be any of those things if you're not, um, if you don't belong, but then joy, which is all at the top, like at your, at your crown, you know, your unity center, which is what we call it. It's like, if you can actually come from the top down and the bottom up, and you're like practicing joy from the top down and practicing belonging from the bottom up, like that's actually where all the kind of the juices. And so, um, so I'm, I'm actually, my, my newest project is called Dose by Daybreaker, which is a new joy practice. And basically we want to make practicing joy as ubiquitous as practicing yoga or mm. practicing, you know, meditation. Like how do you actually practice joy and like really create a whole new like defined category and um and so it's super exciting to, to watch it. it's, it's i'm a huge great. proponent of happiness and being happy at everything you do and i know it's not always easy i mean right. people people have rules and within themselves that they have to break when they do a friend audit you know or they do something like that it's extremely uncomfortable <laughs> That's right. So, so we, have, we built a platform where you can actually like go in and then we have like dozens of teachers teaching you different joy practices, mm. um, like breath work to tapping, to dance, to like connection practices, to accountability, to affirmations, to journaling, to nature walks, like all the things that bring us joy um, are the things that I'm really deeply um connected to now. Cause when you actually practice joy, that's when you really call in, you know, belong, like all of that goes hand in hand. You belong and you find joy. You, you practice joy, then you find belonging. And, and I think if, if I really like crack those two ecosystems, that's really where mm-hmm. um, we can really shift. I love the layout of the book. It's just designed. It looks great. It's got a great, you know, it's a beautiful design. It, it really helps you kind of you design these charts and all written, right? You, you designed, it's, I don't know, I'm fascinated by it's also, it. It's also my son's favorite book, who's three. <sighs> I recommend everyone get, I, I gave it a whole bunch of them out to some friends uh, yeah. <laughs> that Christmas, whatever it was, it was awesome. So uh, great, great, great. Uh, joy, happiness, belong, it's, it's all, I mean, people don't practice it enough. She's doing some bullshit, so um, mm-hmm. you get yeah, it. I love it. Can I run? Is that okay? What happened? I, I, you just cut out? You know, I was going to say, can I, can I got to, I got to run. You got to jet. Yeah. Thanks, Rada. Everyone check out RadaAgral.com. Check out uh, your book belong in the next one that's on the way. I can't wait for that. Thank you for making the time. Thanks. Have a great Christmas. All right. Yeah, I'll call you later. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Awesome. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then there was two. (laughs) Super creative, uh, both of you. I'm, I'm. I'm amazed at uh, the creativity, but you both touch on a bunch of different things that are needs that people don't think they need. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think people, I think people underestimate how important it is to nurture deep friendships and connections and how, how much like by showing up for others, it actually helps you fulfill your dreams better. Like it's this kind of weird thing where people are like, I don't have time to show up for people because I'm working on my dream. But actually if you show up for others, you fulfill your dreams faster because you are fulfilled by community. You have someone else to like do this, you know, to like clap with you. And like, 
it creates a level of, you know, community that it's like a communal experience versus just like you and your island doing your own thing and like not having time for anyone else. And then it just becomes lonely and more miserable and sad versus like, you know what, I'm going to spend Friday and Saturday night spending time with my friends and really going, getting deep and showing up for their events or showing up for their things and like really showing up for what they need. And then it always comes back like 10 times by showing up for others. And it's like, you know, it sounds corny, but it's, it's true. And I feel like, you know, for me, like, I love showing up for my friends. It's not because I want someone to like show up for me when I need it, but I love showing up for them because I just love getting inspired by my friends. And then, you know, when I went through like crazy shit in my career, all my friends showed up for me and they came up yeah. to my house every single day. And they like made me feel so held and so supported, so loved, which helped me get through the traumatic times, mm-hmm. you know, much, much faster than if I would have to do it alone, you know? So, um, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, Okay, when you guys did the, did you do this along with Rada? Like when she was writing this and you read it, you're like, I need to do some of this. Like I need to do something like some of this that you're talking about. I didn't realize I wasn't doing this. I wasn't doing this. And, and if you remove friends or you remove people and kind of readjust things, did you, you know, did you learn, obviously learn something from that book and apply some of that to yourself? Uh, you know, you best friends, your, your sisters, you're doing everything together, but yeah, I mean, we're already teaching. doing that. I mean, like, yeah. that's the thing, like all the things that's in the book, like we're already doing. And yeah. so that's why it's, it's easy. It's easy to write about what you know, because yeah. you're like, wow, this worked for us. We're super fulfilled, you know, like not because we've built huge companies. Cause that's, you know, that feels, that feels great for the world. We're employing people, we're changing lives, you know, we're helping, you know, the, the nature, like we've, we've helped save 2 million trees. We're getting flushed on the toilet with Tushy. Amazing. We helped Amazing. Build, you know, toilets for, for over 60,000 families in India. You know, we've, we've been able to help two hundred over 250,000 girls get access to menstrual products, go back to school. You know, like my sister with daybreakers helped, you know, 500,000 people, you know, wake up and dance and find joy. And like, you know, like, like, you know, get out of depression and, and all this stuff. So, you know, we're very, very proud of, of, you know, the, the, you know, the, the other, you know, aspects of building, building companies, you know, like mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're super proud. I mean, if you were to ask us, you know, when we were first moving to New York, like if you would build, you know, several hundred million dollar businesses, people would be like, what are you, yeah, we would just be like laughing. We'd be like, oh, that's, you know, like a pipe dream. And, you know, to have been able to, do that and and be able to cheerlead each other through that process has been like the most rewarding you know you were going to be a sports star right you were going to you were there for soccer right yeah i was going to be a soccer player and then uh and then i tore my acl three times three three that was that yeah there's two there and there's one there yeah so i wanted to ask you about the the restaurant and then i know you got a jet too um um so I was in Do Cool Shit, you talk about, you know, going down this venture. Can you clarify for me, was there absolutely not a gluten-free option for pizza in New York City? There was not. And this wasn't long ago. 2005. I mean, 2005 was was in the grant in this in the in the world of organic fiber table local seasonal gluten-free grain mm-hmm. like none of those were terms in 2004 2005 like people were still like oh like the nature stores like you would go and get like you know Birkenstock sure. eating like cardboard and like no one would really give it would just be like you know those crunchy granola types you know it wasn't like an actual world where we're like okay like let's you know, explore whole food, plant-based diet. Let's explore 
a gluten-free pizza made with local, you know, cheese from local farm, you know, let's explore vegetables from local farms. Let's explore, you know, non-dairy options. Like that was all very, very new. I mean, I spent two and a half years standing outside my restaurant, just handing out little pieces of pizza for people to try them. Crazy. You know, it's like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Can you come try this? I'm telling you, it's, I know we say healthy pizza, but it's like delicious. Just try one piece. Like, yeah. and, you know, and it would just be like that for, you know, two and a half years of just, of just, getting people to understand that it's delicious, like healthy can be delicious too. And you just opened a new location, at least recently in the last- We opened, well, we opened our, um, so we opened our first location on the Upper East Side Slice, and then we rebranded to, well, then we opened our second location in, in the West Village, rebranded to Wild. And then we mm-hmm. opened a location in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and then Park Slope. And then we had one for a while in downtown Las Vegas. And then we have two in Guatemala. So we've been sort of like, open a bunch in different spots and, you know, just based on different times Like we have one in Guatemala still, the other one closed during COVID actually. Sure. And, um, um, and the other ones, and we, so we, the park slope one is doing fine and, and, and the West village one is our, is our bread and butter location. Has the current state of the world with COVID affected your businesses or have they actually exceeded oh. expectation? Well, so it's interesting because I get to sit on both sides. Like with the restaurants, our numbers went down by 80%. And it's a really scary time. We luckily got the PPP loan. Everyone got to keep their jobs. And we, we you know, my team was amazing. My partner, Waleed, is just incredible. Built a whole outdoor cafe with his bare hands with his, with the team. And um, and got to like, you know, all the seating that we had inside, we got to make it up outside. And so it salvaged our business. Um, you know, after, I mean, the first three months we were like scary, scary down and then it all came back after that, after we built the outdoor cafe part, they built it. And then, um, and then Tushy. So it's like on one side, it was really, really scary. The restaurants, our, our restaurant in, in, in Guatemala closed. It was just like, ugh. And then on the other side, Tushy, I mean, you know, the toilet paper shortage, the great toilet paper shortage of 2020, when that happened, like everybody turned to Tushy Bidet, you know, because they're like, wash your butt with Tushy Bidet, takes 10 minutes to install, it's $79. You buy it one time, within three months, you're paid back on how much toilet paper you'd buy and you're saving trees and you're cleaning your butt properly. It's not the disgusting dry paper, you know, that you're just like smearing poop around. You know, you're actually properly cleaning it like you would jumping in a shower, you know? Sure. Um, and so, and so, um, so Tushy, you know, we Tushy skyrocketed. We had our first million dollar day. We've had a couple of those. We've had a few of those since, and um, we've been on, on on a crazy rocket ship with this business. So it's been Amazing. interesting to be on both sides for sure. Good I'm for very you. grateful. Yeah, yeah, good for you, and a great product for people, um, you know, to try and clean your and ass way, properly. Go to hellotushy.com, not Tushy.com, because it's a very graphic anal porn site gotcha. <laughs> go to hello tushy.com hello. also if you want to check out um my sister's happiness um uh uh practice or joy practice i would go to you can actually fill out um a, a joy like a happiness blueprint and so she worked with the greater good science center and created a happiness blueprint wow. where um where you, you just spend a few minutes like really understanding like where your levels of happiness are like you know, how much dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins are actually firing from your brain. And when they're not firing properly from your brain, you actually, your levels aren't as like, you're, you're operating from like a, like not your optimized state. And so by it's free, the happiness blueprint is free. If you just go to dose.daybreaker.com, you can literally fill out the happiness blueprint for free. And then it'll spit out your like prescription 
of Amazing. what kind of activities you need to do to make sure that all of your happy brain chemicals are firing properly. So in this I can't time, wait. I'm absolutely going to do it. I, I visited the Happiness Institute in Copenhagen a couple of years ago for coffee. Uh, they wrote a great, uh, uh, you know, the, the the happiness book and all this different stuff. And so just great. So important and key. And you guys, uh, oh man, you inspire every day and you, and you change lives every day with your uh, generosity and your time for people, including me coming on this podcast. Um, one last question for you. Um, what is, this is the life cast. So I ask all the guests, what is the life of Mickey like right now? Oh, okay. Great. Um, yeah. Well, so I'm living in Austin, Texas on the lake. I'm looking at the lake right now. It's Lake Travis. Oh, and um, it's a beautiful, beautiful day. And um, let me see if I can you. You can see that. Yeah. yeah everyone's going to have to tune into YouTube for this one. But yes, we're seeing the beautiful Lake Travis. Yeah. Excellent. So that's the beautiful lake. And um, so I'm spending like, you know, I'm, I've been, uh, you know, working on, on getting pregnant for a little while. So I'm, my body's finally like really working correctly. You know, I was under a lot of stress and pressure, um, with my last company. And there's been a lot of like, you know, just healing and, and, and relaxation in nature has been really helpful for me. So I'm in that process of, of, of making baby number two and then, um, building Tushy from here. I'm, I'm, I'm tons of meetings every day with my team. Um, and I'm doing, and I picked up painting. And so I'm starting to paint a lot and I love this as a hobby and I'm making paintings for all my friends and it's been just a really wonderful creative outlet to continue um you know for honing my creative skills but from a place of like relaxation so that's it yeah. and I you know I take long walks every day you know it's been really fun must have been an adjustment going New York to Texas but uh at least you're yeah. in a pretty artsy city so totally Austin is like yeah totally artsy Awesome, Mickey. Thank you. So uh, to send everybody, where can send in, uh, settle in everybody? Cause there's a list. Where can everybody find you online and send everybody to every place? Cause you've got amazing products. I want everyone to go everywhere to see them. Amazing. Okay. So um, if you want to find most all my projects, you just go to mickeyagarol.com. But if you want to get the best Christmas present of all time, which we've, you know, we have like the most amount of sales during Q4 and during holiday season because it's the best gift, a bidet for your 12 bidet attachment that's super affordable, $79. So mm-hmm. check out hellotushy.com. Um, if you want to check out my books, Disrupt Her, which is also for men and women, and Do Cool Shit, which is about how to go from step zero to step one in business and life. Disruptor is really about how to disrupt your mind and your life so you can live your most authentic and passionate, um, abundant life. Um, you can get both those books on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all the major booksellers. Um, and yeah, that's it. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me, Mickey. Thanks for being a part of uh, my journey on this, on this path here. And also thanks for uh, joining me in New York city at Madison square garden for one of my most iconic the moments of my time. career. It we'll was do so it much again. fun. I can't wait to do it again when we can all travel. Yeah. Uh, that's been Mickey Agrawal. Her sister joined us earlier. This is the end of the life cast, and I couldn't have been happier to wrap it up with these two gems. Thank you so much. And, Yay. Uh, See you 2021. See you 2021. Time.
Jeff Woods and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. 